together with Pastor Barry Stagner and Pastor Mike Golay. We are in the beautiful city of Bloemfontein here in central, uh, well, in the center of South Africa. And we are guests of a wonderful family that has a family-owned hotel, Royal Fisher, named after the first president uh, of this area that lived here even. And uh, we are excited about several activities that we're going to do here tomorrow, um, and um, of which the, the top will be, of course, tomorrow evening with nearly 1,000 people from this area that will gather. Um, we want to invite our good friend, dear friend, Jan Markel, for all the way from Minnesota. Jan, shalom. Shalom, thank you. Good to see you, Jan. We're so excited once again to, uh, yes. to do the roundtable. Yes. It's been a while since we had one, hasn't it? Yes, it's good to see you, gentlemen. And I think everyone wants to know how it's all going. Yes, well, thankfully, it is going very well. This is uh, our fourth stop on this journey in Cape Town. We continued to Port Elizabeth and Durban, now Bloemfontein. We'll continue to Pretoria and uh, Joburg, Johannesburg, um, um, and that will be the end. Next, uh, in this coming weekend, we're expecting uh, uh, about 5,000 people in that area, 2,500 on really? Friday and 2,500 on Saturday. And then we are all dispersed different churches on Sunday to speak. Uh, we multiply forces. Pastor Barry, how going with you also here? Well, the trip's been great. It's just been awesome to, like, anywhere you go where there's Christians, you're instantly family, and to have that yes. uh, spirit of unity and just to be uh, in fellowship together to see the impact of God's Word. It's just been uh, a wonderful time. Looking forward to this weekend and uh, all the awesome things that God has in store, too. Yes. Pastor Mike, what are you saying? I'm shocked at how hospitable and how hungry and how nice the South Africans are. And it's wintertime, so it's very nice and cool. Unlike where you're at, uh, Jan, where it's sweltering, humid heat. Um, uh, hey, it, you know, next time you'll just today. have to come with us. Not today. <laughs> not today? Okay. Well, blessings no, over there a, in Minnesota. It, it's winter here. <laughs> oh. It is. Well, look, uh, we're glad for you. Um, so our topic today is the Antichrist. Very, very intriguing topic. I know that a lot of people have speculations, guesses, some whatever idea. And we're here to try to clarify what the Bible says about that, yeah. that specific person that is going to run. We will do so after we pray. Pastor Barry, would you open in a prayer? Please? And Lord, we are so grateful for this opportunity to be on opposite sides of the globe, yet talk about the thing that is most important to the whole of the world, and that is your Son, our Savior, Jesus, and his return, and all the things associated with it. And we pray for clarity this evening and uh, today in other countries, and just ask your hand be upon this time, and that you've received glory for all that is said and done today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So again, folks, uh, shalom from Bloemfontein. We are here at the Royal Fisher family-owned hotel here in this beautiful town. A wonderful hospitality of the locals in this area where we're going to minister over the next 24 hours. I also want you to know 
that um, uh, while we're here, a lot is going on in, in the Middle East. Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime, the former prime minister, just gave a statement live on TV where he is criticizing sharply the way the current government is handling the crisis with Russia. Our relationship with Russia was never as bad as it is, and I'm about the last 30 years. Right now, the Israeli government is almost doing every, any poss possible mistake it can do to make the Russians even more angry than what they are already. Not that I think that the Russians are going to fall in love with us. Not that I think that the Ezekiel war will not happen. But I'm just saying... Um, from the political perspective, the Israelis are watching a very amateur, very, very uh, uh, irresponsible prime minister that is coming out with some very, uh, you know, detached from reality um, um, uh, declarations, such as we are going to demand from Russia political price tag for whatever it will do to the Jewish agency there in Russia. Look, um, Israel needs to remember Israel's size. And, and the Russians are right across the border from us. We are in a very delicate situation. And, um, and again, the, the crisis is only getting worse and worse. Hezbollah is emboldened. Iran is emboldened. And we know that when uh, in the Middle East they smell weakness, they attack. So uh, it's very interesting what's going on here. But nevertheless, our topic today is the Antichrist. And uh, Jan, so many times I hear you saying, we, the remnant, we, the believers, we, the church, we are not looking for the Antichrist. We're looking for Jesus Christ. Am I right? Absolutely. But I think, um, I mean... The references to the Antichrist in the Bible are legion. Therefore, we need to look at it. We need to consider it. The nice thing is none of us will ever meet him. So that doesn't mean we can't raise some questions because there may be some viewers here today, if they don't turn to the Lord, who may meet him. So let's kind of talk about his character. Exactly. So that's what I meant when I said uh, what I said, because we truly believe that we will not see the rise of the Antichrist. Now, much of what uh, we hang on biblically is, of course, the fact that he will be the first thing that happens in the 70th week of Daniel. Pastor Barry, why is it that the prophecy in Daniel regarding the that man um, is so important to the pre-tribulation rapture doctrine. Well, Daniel was told that he, uh, the prince of the people uh, who are to come, is going to make a seven-year covenant with the nation of Israel. And this is the opening event of the tribulation period. And we can see that uh, what is pictured for us in Revelation 6-2 is a man who has a covenant in his hand, who rides onto the world scene. And though it doesn't say that he brings peace to the world, uh, what we're told in the writer of the second horse is he takes peace from the earth. And that mm -hmm. implies that there has been a season of some kind of pseudo peace that takes place under the rider on the white horse. And the other thing I think that is critically important for us to understand is that a lot of people get confused because of the color of this guy's mount. 
he's on a white horse and the good guys ride white horses. So this must be Jesus. Listen, when Jesus brings peace, nobody's taking that peace away from the earth. So exactly. this and is the Antichrist that rides onto the scene in Revelation chapter 6, verse 2, which is the opening event of the tribulation period. Mm. What I want this evening for us to do, evening at least from our place, is to tackle the topic of the Antichrist from different angles. First of all, what is the Antichrist? Second of all, when will he rise? And third of all, and third is where from will he come according to what we know in scriptures? So I'm going to start with you, Pastor Mike. Um, what is the Antichrist? What, what is this thing, Antichrist? What are we talking about? Yeah. Is that just uh, someone we know? Is it a word leader? Is What is it that we're talking about? Well, if we go all the way back to Satan himself, He's always been a counterfeit. He's been a genius of evil. So he's not stupid, but he's evil. Everything that God does in creation, he tries to turn people away from God to himself. It's an inversion. So the Antichrist is a Christ-like figure that's supposedly light-giving, peace-giving, but only delivers lies, destruction, and confusion. Um, we also see the ultimate form of deception in the tribulation period, where there's a counterfeit trinity that he's part of. So you have the dragon, you have the beast from the sea, which is the Antichrist, and the beast from the earth, which is the false prophet, emulating God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. So he's having this globalist world that tries to emulate the church, all-inclusive, has values of love, empathy, tolerance, but without truth. And he's a master of counterfeit, mm -hmm. anti-Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's not just counterfeit, it's against Christ. Mm -hmm. It's diametrically opposed to Christ. One last thing. Anton LaVey and many others, Frenchmen that went before him, who wrote the Satanic Bible, basically just took the Gospels and then inverted them. In other words, cursed are the peacemakers, so they'll be made fools of. That's just kind of my kind of example of how it reads. So it's not only a counterfeit, but it's against everything that Jesus stands mm. for, twisting it and making people believe they're following truth, light, peace, and all of these things that yes. we'll see happen at the beginning of the trip. False promises. Yes. Um, Jan, what else do you have to add on what this whole thing called Antichrist is all about? Well, because there is something the church is seeing right now related to this, mm -hmm. because there's a rising spirit of the Antichrist, um, a, a lawlessness that's going on. And I think the Bible would call that the spirit of the Antichrist. And, I, and, and we can see that all around the world. Um, we can see it in 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 not just lawlessness in the streets, which we do see, but you can even see lawlessness. I mean, let's, the four of us look at Washington, D.C. Our political leaders are acting lawlessly as well. And all of that is the spirit of Antichrist, which the world has seen for 2,000 years and probably more, but the Bible writes about it uh, 
talking about the spirit of Antichrist. So that is very prominent today. And it's what's behind all the turmoil in the world is the spirit of the Antichrist and the spirit and the, the sentiment, the mood of lawlessness, mm. which is, well, in Minneapolis, I tell you, we have some, a whole bunch of blocks in our, in a major portion of our twin cities that are gone because of lawlessness. Mm -hmm. uh, Pastor Barry, first John chapter two says, little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now, many antichrists, plural, have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. So we see that scriptures are using two different terms. Antichrists in plural, and the Antichrist, and and it's all even here in First John. So, what is? Can you can you tell us the difference between that? I mean, who, who are those Antichrists, and why are they called the same? Well, there's been various attempts to replace the Christian faith, and uh, obviously, the, even the Holy One of Israel, uh, Satan has constantly tried to eliminate. God's people, be it the, the Jews or uh, the persecution of the church, he's always trying to insert something instead of Christ into our thinking, into our religious observances, anything that he can do to interrupt and even masquerade, as 2 Corinthians hmm. chapter 11 says, as an angel of light with his false ministers to satisfy the religious itch that humanity was born with. And the Antichrist himself, you know, if we really break it down, the scripture calls him the beast. And I think that's a more fitting name. There's two beasts in uh, Revelation 13. And this man is the one who is going to finalize Satan's thousands or millennial uh, attempts year after year or millennium after millennium to insert something into society and culture into man's psyche instead of Christ. And he's going to insert the beast and the false religion under the second beast and Revelation 13 says the whole world is going to go after him. And Amir, this is one of the most important things about this discussion is because in order for the whole world to go after him during an abbreviated time period of seven years, the world already has to be in the state of receptiveness mm -hmm. before it even happens. And that's what we're seeing happen right now. Yeah. That's what the church is watching unfold, even though yes. we'll never see the Antichrist mm -hmm. or know who he is. So yes. the Antichrists are something of the past and the present, whereas the, anti the Antichrist is a subject of the future. He's a personage, absolutely. It, yes. Um, now I think that um, it's important that we address that uh, topic of where he's, uh, is he going to come from. Remember, Jan, it was uh, my second conference uh, of yours yeah. in Minneapolis yeah. that I shared uh, Europe ready for the Antichrist. Powerful um, message. Yeah, we you can find it on on Jan's and also on our YouTube channels. Europe yeah. ready for the Antichrist. The following year, I, I had Europe closer to the Antichrist, and That's I also right. have a whole message just on the Antichrist. But it's important that you understand that there is a reason why we believe that the Antichrist is going to rise from Western Europe of today, Jan. Give us 
your thoughts about why we believe he's going to come from that part of the world? Well, again, this is debated. I, I mean, some would say, we don't, but some might say, well, he's going to be a Muslim coming from parts of the Middle East. And um, others say he's he's going to rise up out of America because America's Babylon. And again, that's nothing that we're promoting. Um, so I believe he rises up out of Mystery Babylon. Quite frankly, Mystery Babylon is almost a, a program in itself. But I believe he's coming out of the revived Roman Empire of Europe. And um, he's going to be a very powerful dictator. He's going to be so charismatic that he, he's going to be irresistible to the world, the world that is left behind. And and I often call, call him Mr. Fix-It uh, or the man with the plan because consider what he's going to fix. He's going to fix the global economy, which is a mess. He's going to fix uh, the deep state. He's going to get rid of the deep state. He'll be the deep state. He's going to fix the lawlessness. He's going to fix things like health care. He's going to fix racial tension. He is truly going to be a Mr. Fix-It, empowered by the devil to be able to do some of these incredible things. So he, but he arises out of the sea. And, and, and we need to explain why that's important because the beast who rise out of the sea very likely is rising out of a Gentile empire. So for a long time, I thought he would be Jewish. It would take a Jew to fool a Jew. But now I am being persuaded that he will be a Gentile coming out of Europe. And I think he'll be um, not prominent. He, the little horn, he's not a prominent person. For somebody like Volodymyr Zelensky was not prominent. And yet he went to the forefront of international politics. And I think the Antichrist will arise something like that. Mm. It's very interesting because um, in, in, in my message, I actually took people all the way to uh, how it's only that the, the Roman Empire, from that point on, that um, it wasn't that things were happened in Babylon, but actually Babylon was important to Europe. And we can see even today uh, in Europe, the, the gate uh, uh, of Babylon in Germany, yes. we can see uh, a lot of symbol symbolic things, such as even the EU uh, headquarters or parliament in Strasbourg that is built like the Tower of Babel. We, right. we, we, we see so many other things. And when you look at the history of uh, Europe drenched with uh, the Knight Templars and the yes. Enlightenment era, the Freemasons, and all of that, you can clearly see that the hunger and and the thirst to serve Satan in in so many ways was there, is there, and will be there, yeah. and it is growing. Uh, can, again, can I ask you a question, Amir? Yes, please. Because when you gave that message at my conference, you said to the audience, that when you got on the streets, I believe it was of Berlin, um, you felt this terrible creepiness that that was so kind Absolutely. of spooky. You went you went back to your hotel room. Yes, well, it, it happened to me twice, and the two times I prepared messages for your conferences about yeah. that. The first one was in in Berlin. The second was in Amsterdam, and yeah. and I felt that, and I still feel that even now that it's a godless, very very yet very, very open for everything else, uh, that area. <clears throat> and uh, I truly believe that um, the place is ready. 
today for him yes. to rise from. Um, and Europe is is going is on its knees right now, especially in light of the Russia Ukraine war, when yeah. energy is is so uh, essential there, and they are very worried. In fact, this morning I posted that Russia just announced that it will res resume the gas flow to Germany, but only 20%. <laughs> uh, Germany is is right now in panic. Think about it. Twenty percent yeah. only, and they don't know what to do. Factories will be closed. Inflation will be double digit. Digit, excuse me. It, it, Europe is at the beginning of so much suffering right now that will bring them to take whoever is there right. uh, to bring them. As uh, as we know that uh, one of their leaders in the 1960s and 70s said. Give made peace, God or Satan will take him. Um, right. And uh, and so we believe he's going to come from there also, Pastor Barry, for other reasons. Uh, and that takes us, of course, to the prophecy in Daniel. What do you have to say about that? Daniel chapter 2 makes it quite clear that there will be a form of the Roman Empire revived once again in this statue as it breaks down from the head of gold, the chest and arms of silver, silver, the uh, the torso of bronze and then onto the legs of iron and uh, down to the feet of iron mingled with clay. And that uh, obviously Rome was known, the Roman army was known as the iron legs of Rome. And this is a clear reference to uh, the Roman empire. And we see, of course, the language in Daniel 9, where there's a reference made about the, the people of the prince who is to come. And again, this pointing to the Roman empire and, uh, you know, noting even in Revelation where John is talking about uh, five empires that once existed. And then he says, and one is, and the one that was at the time of John's writing of the book of Revelation was the Roman Empire. And that is where this empire is going to spring from in the last days mm -hmm. as well, that revived Roman Empire. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily uh, have to be a, a nation or a, a cooperation, if you will of 10 nations because the 10 toes are mingled with clay. So that, that breaks down that uh, must be 10 nations uh, idea because these are this is a fragile coalition and it's partly iron and partly clay, but it is definitely based upon the geographic area, the Pax Romana, the, the Roman Empire at its zenith. So we should be expecting uh, the rise of that man to come out of that place because that's, that's what the Bible yeah. says. You know that uh, there are two uh, theories that some people are holding on to uh, that confuses them regarding his uh, identity. One comes from Micah 5, verse 5, the Assyrian. Mm -hmm. And another one is the king of Tyre from Ezekiel 28. Because in both, there's a kind of description of something that might resemble him. But, but again, the, the Assyrian one is a description of King Sennacherib the king of Assyria from 705 to 681 BC. And the guy uh, who was the king of Tyre was, of course, um, the king of a city that was destroyed twice after Ezekiel's prophecy, first by Nebuchadnezzar and then by Alexander the Great. And, and, and God's judgment upon a king who was sure he is God took place uh, several times in, in the scripture. So, we, we, we know that those things happen. They have been fulfilled. And even, by the way, make no mistake, uh, I showed it during the message that I gave at your conference that right. even Napoleon, Napoleon minted a coin 
where on one side there was his portrait uh, uh, of his face, but and, and it says Napoleon, king and emperor. But on the other side, you show you see Napoleon uh, uh, in an imperial dress, granting a kneeling French Jew the tablets of the Ten Commandments. Um, inscribed under the figures are the phrase the Grand Sanhedrin, and so you can clearly see that the guys such as uh, some of the Herods and Napoleon and others. There's always a complex or God complex. Uh, and by the way, Jan, even in one of the interviews in the last few years, George Soros said that he believes that he can be as God. And, yes. Uh, and so you can see that that, th that idea is running in the blood of uh, some of the crazy yes. people. So yes. we, we can definitely see that. Remember Jan Macron walking on water yeah. on, the, on yep. the cover of on the yep, cover that, of uh, The Economist. Economist, and, that was 2017. Yeah, yeah. and they asked, is that Europe's savior? Europe's yeah. savior. Yeah. yeah, so we see yeah. the world is hungry and thirsty for a savior. It might be first for Europe's savior, then the world savior. Yeah. But when they did that to Macron, still uh, globalism wasn't where it is today. Right, and right. that was pre-COVID. That was pre-unbelievable move of the globalist uh, 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 movement, and that was pre that huge emphasis as we see now on climate change that we see. So, right. so all of that can tell us that there are always people that you know might be pushed forward for that role, but eventually there will be that one that I believe will surprise many. Because he rises yeah. from the sea, and he's not someone familiar, right? Um, and my, if I could, yeah, just, if I could just add, um, yes. my it's my opinion, and and I talk to many other uh, eschatology teachers who believe there's been an antichrist picked by Satan in every generation because Satan does not know when he's going to be needed. I mean, he he can read the Bible like we do, but he doesn't have any special insights, so he's got someone ready you know, in the 30s, perhaps World War II, perhaps Hitler, he has somebody ready for every generation. Now, that, that's that's an opinion I have. It's shared by a number of, of teachers, but I'd like your opinion, too. Yeah. Well, uh, what is your opinion, Mike, about that? Well, I've heard, certainly heard that. I certainly think you can make a case for that. The bottom line is we don't know 100% sure. We can only conjecture. There's a lot yeah. that we don't know. Um, I think that the word antichrists have always been candidates throughout history. Uh, Satan has always tried to gain authority over God, mimic yeah. Jesus, draw people away from God. He won't stop. I think when he gets a candidate and he doesn't know the times, I think he drills down into any single person that will give him any territory in their heart, whether it's a false teacher in Jesus' day, all throughout church history, and the European figure that will come out, someone from humanity, whoever yeah. that is, will be so open to the spirit of Satan that he will welcome a literal embodiment, demonic possession. We've seen figures like this yeah. in history. We there have. Were candidates, Jan. We have seen that. But right. the timing wasn't right um, in God's timetable. Yes. And I think that's the key. I think that also... We've had in history uh, Caesars and, and, and people who 
who uh, felt that they might be, uh, you know, God or sent by God or whatever. But I think the component that we have to remember, which is in Revelation 13, is that the whole world will worship him. Yes, and yes. this is the one thing that you can't find in any of those candidates in the past. No one worshipped Hitler besides his uh, coalition that loved him. The rest of the world could not stand him. They wanted to get rid of him, and they, eventually they did. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and so we, we have to understand this is something that the world has not seen before. It's something that the Bible talks about how the dragon will give him not only his seat, but his authority also in power. Uh, it's going to be just like it's a sort of like a uh, that's why he is the Antichrist. It's a mimic. Uh, of cr mimicking Christ that was given the authority and the power and the strength and which he admitted. Um, um, and of course, um, Satan himself will find that person that will be Satan incarnated in this, paraphrasing it. Um, but I, it's, it's important that we understand that the world is going to worship him. The mark of the beast is a token of worship. Right. And therefore, none of the world leaders so far has ever been in that position. And, um, and uh, we need to, we are going to be, be so disappointed from the world leaders that eventually the population of the world will be ready for one person to rule the whole world and they will even worship him. And that is, of course, something of the future. Um, we're almost at the point where we need to move to questions and answers. In, in fact, we are at yeah, that we, point. We have those already. Um, I just want to clarify that we talked about what it is and where we believe he's going to come from. And we also talked about the fact that we believe that he will mark the beginning of the tribulation. And therefore, the church is not going to see him. That's We have established all of those things. So... I say one thing yes, before please. we jump in. Yes. Uh, Mir, what you were just saying, I think is important for all of us to recognize about what we are watching develop and the fact that, as you mentioned, the world is going to worship him. Mm -hmm. And the word worship means to prostrate and submit. And that's exactly what's going to happen during the tribulation. But that kind of mentality has to develop before the tribulation begins. Right. And it's going to require three things. The global disillusionment with world leadership. It's going to require that morality be defined by feelings instead of facts. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be paired with uh, thinking for yourself as being viewed as a vice instead of a virtue. And these are the things we're seeing happening today. You know, anybody who is an independent thinker who doesn't go with the flow, who isn't buying into hundreds of genders and mm -hmm. uh, the trans movement and all these other things are viewed as evil and backward thinking and all of that. And all of this is preparation for the world to say, that's our guy. Let's follow yes. him. Yeah, I want to remind everyone, folks, uh, that uh, we, you can always follow us on social media. Unfortunately, uh, Facebook is shadow banning so many of us. Whenever we say something that they don't like, they flag it. And then everything on Facebook has slowed down to so many ministries. And, and so this is why YouTube and in my case, also Telegram, but with others is rumble and others they are now being the only place for us to be able to yeah. post things freely 
Um, Pastor Mike, I think it's time yeah. to uh, move to the question uh, and answer. Can but I just point out a, please, a, please. a pitfall that I'm I'm witnessing? And yes. because I get so many please. emails, I get so many emails that say they've they've got the Antichrist all figured out who he is. They they know who he is, and I just want to say nobody's that privileged. So you know, kind of get yeah. over it because. We do not have the privilege to figure that out ahead of time, even though whenever, whenever we I, know I, we're going to do a special roundtable with a will. big announcement. Yeah, we okay? will. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jan. OK, Mike, let's go into yeah. the question. OK, so we invite everybody in the chat rooms, either on YouTube or Facebook. Just post your question there. Uh, I will say that we cannot. We literally cannot get to all of them. So we are ferreting through these right now. But we invite you to ask any question related to the Antichrist topic tonight. Okay. Okay. Those will be the questions. So, Marianne, I'll state the first name of whoever asked the question, give you credit. Marianne is asking, and I'm going to throw this at you, Pastor Barry. Is there going to be a war before or after the Antichrist comes? And I'm going to add, not Marianne's words, but mine, or both. <laughs> I was just going to answer the question. Yes. Uh, there's going to be a war before and there's going to be talk uh, to us about that because there's a lot of wars, wars yeah okay well you know we're going to have an incident in uh, damascus syria where the uh, the world's longest continuously inhabited city is going to become a ruinous heap it will be uninhabitable and this i believe that uh in amir i think we've talked about this a lot is going to be the catalyst that ignites the ezekiel war scenario and causes the nations uh, to not just collect uh, and gather on the northern border of Israel, but actually to invade. And uh, I think this is going to uh, be a war that potentially starts prior to the tribulation. I think the rapture could happen during that war. And that war could end after the rapture, but before the tribulation begins. Because I think that this Ezekiel scenario, with the destruction, the complete destruction of radical Islam, and these nations that invade Israel is going to be the very element that shoves the Antichrist mm. forward uh, to say, I've got a plan. Look at all that's happened. Look at all the things going on. And, and one of the things I think that uh, is critical in this scenario is who's going to argue with building a temple on the Temple Mount mm, yeah. after God just yeah. destroyed these invading yes. armies. Yeah, yeah, Amir. I, I want to add also from a Jewish-Israeli perspective. So, you know, of course, Pastor Barry talked about the war and how the world is going to uh, receive the Antichrist. What about Israel? Let me tell you something. Uh, Pastor Barry said the Ezekiel war. Pastor Barry talked about the fact that there has to be a temple. Think about it. When the enemies of Israel will be defeated on the mountains of Israel. And right after that comes a time of peace, prosperity, and the temple is standing. It will create such messianic aspirations among, mm -hmm. in the hearts of the Jewish people. And, and like in so many times in, in history, the Jewish people enjoyed the victory of God and then followed someone else right after. And they followed someone else because they thought this is the right thing. And I believe that the Antichrist will deceive the Jews to believe that that is part of the guarantee of God and the plan of God to save and prosper and help um, right after the 
their enemies were defeated on the mountains. Look, for 2,000 years, we don't have a temple. Can you imagine what it will do to the Jewish people when a temple is going to be standing? Can you imagine what it's going to do? And finally, the biggest bitter enemy of radical Islam will be eliminated on the mountains of Israel, not even by the army of Israel, yeah, yeah, but by the Lord himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about it. The Jews will witness the most unbelievable supernatural mm -hmm. intervention of God, eliminating their enemies, bringing about peace, prosperity, and above all the temple. There will be such hunger for someone they can see that is the one who is bringing that peace and prosperity. And, and the one point where many of them will become sober and understand that they were wrong, it's that middle point where he will go into the temple and declare himself as God. And that's the point where they will have to run and flee and the Lord will prepare a place for them in horrible, the desert horrible. for 12, for, for, for 1260 days, three hundred three and a half years. So for three and a half years, they are going to be deceived. And for the last three and a half years, those who did not take the mark of the beast, those who will not accept him as God will be in a place that the Lord has prepared for them is, is uh, uh, Revelation 12 suggests. Just, so, just thinking of this is very sobering. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this isn't just fantasy or poetry or folklore. This is the Bible. Yep. And the first right. century church all viewed this as futuristic as Listen, well. Listen, Mike, I know, I know people, believers, that came to Israel in the 1960s, came to Israel in the 1960s and smuggled Bibles huh. to Petra in Jordan because they knew that at some point the Jews are going to flee to the desert, which is Selah in Isaiah. Selah in the Greek is Petra. Petra yeah, and they thought if it's going to be Petra, we want the Jews to have an understanding of scriptures when, when scriptures will not be around. Um, and, and so they, they buried in the caves of Petra. And I'm not even sure if the Jordanian authorities know that even today they're still there somewhere by hundreds of yeah. bibles and it's all for the sake of having the jews holding on to the word of god in times of real perilous times of course when they're about to be extinct <sighs> and that's uh that's a, it's a sobering thing remember the antichrist will start as a man of peace but he will become the most the biggest butcher of jews in the history of of the world the because how do i know that because Daniel said, and of course it's also in Jeremiah, but Daniel said that such a trouble has not happened to Israel since right. it became a nation. So even the Holocaust will pale compares to right. that. So, so he's going to be a terrible man. Of course, what Satan comes to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. He's a murderer. Uh, he's the father of all lies. It's all about killing and death. It's not about life and life in abundance. And therefore, um, we are going to, I, I believe, we're going to see um, this whole war that, jo, uh, Jer, what her Marianne talked about, preparing the hearts of the Jews for the peace and for his rise. And of course, it's all going to go south from there. Yeah, thank you. This one is for you, Jan. This one, we've seen you do and treat this in some of your teachings. And this has been in some of your writings, too. Jennifer is asking... 
This is what I call a little bit of sanctified imagination. So people, <laughs> just bear with us on this question, okay? Because we're going to speculate. Sanctified imagination. Jennifer, thank you for this. Jan, do you think it's possible that the Antichrist could be some kind of AI being? And I'm going to add to that question to you, Jan. What role does AI play in the end times from your perspective? Well, first, I think the Bible is clear that, that the Antichrist is a he. So I do think it's a human being. Uh, that's my personal opinion. But I do think the rise of artificial intelligence is contributing to the scenario that we're talking about in an incredible way. My goodness. Uh, artificial intelligence is, is making so many things possible, uh, many of them bad. Uh, that we never could have done 10, 15, 20 years ago. So, so um, th there's a, there's a, uh, we hear, we read about in the Bible about the beast, about a statue, about an image. Uh -huh. Now, uh -huh. does artificial right. intelligence play into a, into a statue, into an image? There's a statue going around the world. They're calling it, um, what do they call it? Well, they don't call it the beast, but it's a statue of somebody that looks like you could worship the statue. It's in 20 cities around the world. And I just think it's very suspicious. But but nonetheless, art AI, I, there are people who think that the we're going to worship those left behind are going to worship a robot. I, I don't buy that. I really don't. I think it'll play a role. But no, Antichrist will be a human being. That's my opinion. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Pastor Barry, um, this is something that uh, a lot of people are wondering. Will believers be here on the earth when the Antichrist comes on the scene, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4? Okay. It's a famous. That's one. That's the famous. Classic Okay. With us, folks. We, we're just going to shoot straight with you, okay? We're confined to Scripture, and we're not confused with all of this theories. We just, we're just going to tell it as it is. Pastor Barry? The Holy Spirit and his restraining force will be removed. Who's the temple of the Holy Spirit? Christians. So we have to be taken out of the way because our job as Christians, and because of the presence of the Holy Spirit within us, we are the world's only preserving and purifying influence. So our holding back of the advancement of evil is uh, yeah. has to be removed. Uh, the Holy Spirit is no longer going to restrain the uh, rise to power of the Antichrist at that time. And, you know, the question, Mike, I think is, is kind of interesting because uh, the way it was framed is, will there be believers when the Antichrist comes to power? And the answer is yes, but they won't be the church. The church has right. to be removed that uh, God is going to begin to deal directly again with the nation of Israel, fulfilling the 70th week of Daniel. The church was not present during the first 69 weeks. The church will not be present during the 70th week, but God is going to be saving people from every tribe, tongue, nation, and people during the tribulation yes. period. Uh, so there, so there are believers in the tribulation period, just not the church. Just not the yeah. church. That's but I, I, I think, Mike, what may, you may want to talk about is this, that question refers to those three, first uh, uh, three verses of that chapter. Right. You quoted yeah. that chapter, verse 7, but 
they think let no one deceive you by any means falling away thing exactly (laughs) that's what it's all about so so pick up on this why up on this uh, i'm just saying now brethren concerning the coming of our lord jesus christ and our gathering together to him we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or trouble either by spirit by word or by letter as if it's from us as though the day of christ has come let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come and look what it says unless the falling away the uh, in in the, uh, in the greek apostasia, apostasia comes first and the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself so they take that instead of continuing look you will never be able never be able to understand the bible if you stop after four verses in a whole chapter yeah you need to read through the chapter and under, that yeah. will help you understand every part of it but you when you take only two verses only three or only one you can just sail in your imagination now there's two two things here Mm -hmm. mike that people struggle with one the word falling away Mm -hmm. some are saying that the apostasia is actually the rapture that's impossible which how can it be impossible it's impossible because grammatically it's impossible because what they are saying is what the rapture cannot happen from yeah the rapture the rapture is act, actually covered in the first verse where it talks about our gathering together to him exactly. the word gathering uh episynagogy means the complete collection the complete collection in one place for the very first time the church is going to be as a whole in the presence of the lord and listen if we're going to stick with the rules of biblical interpretation we cannot violate them to force something into the text that isn't there Apostasia is used only one other time in the New Testament in Acts 21, where Paul is accused of forsaking Moses' law, which is a defection from truth. In the Greek translation of the Old Testament Hebrew, in the Septuagint, it is used twice. Apostasia is used twice. Once it's used in the same context of Acts 21, the forsaking of the law. And the other time, the word is translated as rebellion. None of it, nowhere in the Bible does apostasia mean a change of location into the supernatural realm of living believers on earth. You cannot do it. It isn't allowed grammatically, linguistically, contextually, and uh, to use uh, secular writings to validate a context that's within the Bible cannot happen plus you cannot say you cannot say the rapture cannot happen until the rapture happens right Right. so there will be believers that are raptured and then there will be people on earth who are candidates for salvation who are called tribulation saints right yes okay everybody says oh they're saints see look they're in the tribulation absolutely absolutely they're not not (laughs) again again i think the confusion here gentlemen and also jan the confusion here is that it says that it the gathering will not happen until and then first the man of sin is revealed well of course it continues and explains the order of things if you continue to read if you stop here you might be coming to the wrong to that conclusion but you must continue to read because it says do you not remember that when i was still with you i told you these things and now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time he will reveal in for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only he capital h who now restrains will do so 
until he, capital H, is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed. So there is a very clear description of what comes first. The taking away of the restrainer has to come before the lawless one will reveal so the, himself. So the church will not see the lawless one because they will be snatched before he Absolutely. is revealed. Okay. Absolutely. Because that was Eileen's question. Eileen, thank you for that question. And I, I hope we answered that. Church gets snatched, then the Antichrist is revealed to those who are on earth. And we won't even have a chance to see who he is. Thank God we don't have don't to deal have. with this. Now, we do have to teach about it. We do have to explain. Yeah. We do have. The that's what we're. Line. This whole roundtable is about that. Yeah. But we, thankfully, will not see the Antichrist. We will see Jesus Christ. All right. So, all right. Um, this is also a very good one. Jan, Gregory is asking you. Do you think maybe the United States might be one of the ten nations of no. uh, of the of the of the Roman left? the Roman Empire. I mean, here, sanctified imagination. We're just having a discussion, okay? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? No, I, I really think America is, is fading in prominence as we speak. Um, and I've read this, raised this point with us previously. Just one and a half years ago, America was the undisputed powerhouse of the world. And now we're a laughingstock of the world. That's how fast it happened. Um, so I, I do think America is going to just continue to decline. And, and, and um, again, the, the focus is going to go on Europe again. So, um, it, but it, it pains me to have to talk this way uh, because all of us here, we, we, I mean, we're watching everything crumble as we speak. We're, again, the economy, the American economy is just going into shambles. But that's how this guy's going to ride in on this white horse. He's going to say, "Hey, I can fix this. Yeah, I can, I can, I can make it all right again. I can put it all back together again." Um, but I think the focus has to remain two places: the Middle East and Europe. The Middle East and Europe. Um, and I highly recommend, folks. I highly recommend you go either uh, olivetreeviews.org or just go to YouTube and find Amir's two teachings on Europe ready for the Antichrist and Europe closer to the Antichrist. And he will he will make it so clear why Europe is the place we need to be watching. And that blows Americans away. We've been the powerhouse forever. <laughs> Things happen yeah, fast. Actually, you know, that's, that's one of your better. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good teaching. You can smell, by the way, that America is fading away, even by the description of Ezekiel's war, that America is right. not going to help Israel. So nobody, already, no, nobody intervenes. Exactly. So definitely so, not us. So definitely. Yeah. Okay, we got Can a few comment on that. Real yeah, fast. and then I'm going to throw one at you as okay. well. Okay. Revelation 17:12 says these uh, nations or leaders that are affiliated by Christ have not received kingdom as of yet. And that implies a complete change of the geopolitical landscape of the world ah. under his reign. So there may not be an America by name. Yeah. There may not be a China by name. Okay. Uh, he, there's some who would make a case that he simply divides up the globe according to continents and gives seats of power Amazing. over these things. So, you know, it, it may be nothing more than that that the world is completely restructured. Mm. So there is no United States of America mm. to call upon and protest. Yes. 
So here's one for oh, you, Pastor Barry. Now that you're now that you're hot, hot. Now that, uh, okay. Now the pump's prime. Are the pumps By the prime. way, before I continue, kudu is that the animal behind me? Kudu. This is the animal that the shofar is made of. I've got actually two shofars still attached to the head of the original animal, <laughs> and this is a trophy, of course. The uh, the uh, owner of this. Uh, family-owned hotel he hunted this kudu uh, a few years ago and uh, he he has it here on display and we thought to bring africa to you by showing you the origins of the shofar right behind us yeah, i yeah. think it's well, important that africans uh, uh uh will get the credit for it so um now five minutes left let's right, see what we can it. do okay susan thank you for this question the time of sorrows, quote unquote, is that prior to the tribulation or in the tribulation itself? Or may I add a little bit of both? <laughs> <laughs> no, but what it says in the scripture. When, when, stick to no, the question. Yeah, stick to the question. Let's stick to, you know, what, stick what, to Susan's question. Yeah. I like to call Matthew 24, 3, 3, the preamble to the Olivet Discourse. Oh, okay. Because Jesus preamble. is saying, okay, here's how things are going to go. There's going to be a, a series of naturally recurring events that take place that at one point in time are going to take on the characteristics of a woman in labor. All of a sudden, you know, the false Christs are going to increase in number. All of a sudden, famines are going to be rampant around the world. Oh. All of a sudden, pestilence is going to be sweeping the globe. All of a sudden, seismic, geological, and cosmological events are going to increase exponentially. And he calls these the beginning of science. And what that actually means in the Greek is the commencement of birth pangs. Mm, and, and the heavy labor portion of the this progression, this pregnancy progression that gives birth to the millennial reign of Christ on earth uh, takes place during the tribulation period. Mm -hmm. And that's when you see the biggest earthquake since men were on the face of the earth. You see uh, unprecedented level of war, uh, murder under the four horsemen of the apocalypse people butcher each other tune of killing a quarter of the earth's population mm -hmm. so yeah. things yeah. are at a level never before seen and this is why if i didn't come back and stop this and kill everybody yes so the, right. the sorrows is yes we're seeing the commencement of birth pangs now outside of the tribulation but their ultimate fulfillment will be during the, the tribulation so you smash that i mean what you how's that for you susan <laughs> Susan, you won't get a better answer than that. Okay, here's a, here's a fun one. The I'm going to throw this one, one at you. Okay, this will be the last one, and then we've got to uh, yeah. seal it up. Okay, so let's have a sense of humor here. Okay. Ma Thank you for this. Daniel 11 says, he, Christ, will have no regard for the desire of women. Yeah. Is he gay? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Look, it's a good question, but I think that... Um, Actually, I think Barry has a great answer to this <laughs> because I've heard him answering that specific question in our couple days ago and in regards to the wish of every woman in the history of Israel in the past to be the one to give birth to the Messiah. Did you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, the context of that statement is framed within the religiosity of the Antichrist. Mm. You know, right in the, it, he doesn't regard the God of his fathers. It's all talking about his personal religious beliefs. 
So you can't really violate the context and all of a sudden insert his sexual preference uh, into the context because before and after it, it's talking about what it yeah. is he believes religiously and spiritually. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we look, we want all of these questions and we try to answer them as direct and sensitively as but possible. But I don't, I, but Mike, I don't know his sexual preference. And uh, honestly, I don't really care. I am. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's face it. We're not going to be here. Amen. And the way the world is moving, as right. we can see, I'm not going to be surprised if right. he is actually identifying himself as a cat, I, I just don't know. Yeah. I'm just what I'm what I'm trying to say is that can hold <laughs> no, no. But what I'm saying is watching. <laughs> might so, be one of mine. Uh, <laughs> he's probably one of mine, but uh, but my point is my what I'm trying to say the lunacy yeah. that this world has already gotten to today. Yeah. Today, the lunacy is. I'm not going to be surprised. If you know he's going to be asexual completely, not even through that, you know, it, it, the world will move into a point where we don't even want to reproduce. I mean, stuff like that is so likely to happen. I'm I'm looking at so much garbage that unfortunately comes out of the millennials nowadays. Yeah. That uh, that I'm I'm like, you know what? Anything, anything is possible. It doesn't have to be necessarily. And by the way, the Bible, when the buyer wants to talk about someone um, that is sleeping with the same sex, the Bible is mentioning that, and as yeah. in Romans chapter 1 and in other places, mm -hmm. even in Leviticus. So if he was gay, I'm sure the Bible would have hinted that there is a sexual preference. Here we're saying he doesn't have the desire for women, but we're talking about a, almost like a different level of uh, of of. Uh, uh, spiritual uh, being Weirdness. that is weird, that is that is a robot-like, robot-like, you know, and that is very, very focused on destroying the things of God. He's very, very focused. He's not letting anything take his um, uh, attention to anything that um, you know might be uh, slowing down. Look, he has a mission, and he has a very, very limited time. He has to do it. And um, and so in my eyes, I wouldn't necessarily jump into a conclusion of his uh, sexual preferences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And well, and Amir, yeah, Amir, he won't be a Muslim. I think you should just okay. clarify because no, there's no. a there's a strong movement that he will be a Muslim antichrist. Jen, Jen, I don't possible. know a single Israeli that will ever right. accept a Muslim as his Messiah. And no, I will also never. tell you, I will also tell you that his rise will be right after Islam, radical Islam has been totally That's defeated. That's right. What's the, so, so I, I don't know what his nationality, but I think that at that time it, it's really irrelevant because the yeah. world is becoming something of a new world order that might even be irrelevant to where the actual country is coming from. He might even call yeah. himself, I am a citizen of the world. That's it. Right. And that's enough. Okay. Yeah, that's all Good. we have time for. Yeah. And, uh... Well, listen, guys, it's been uh, wonderful to talk again around a table. This is a real round table. We round are table. literally, yeah. we are around the table. Around the yeah. table. And I want to thank our host here for the wonderful hospitality, for the kudu behind me, for the great food that we had today. And we had a, we, I'm going to post shortly on Facebook 
and on Telegram photos that we took two hours ago less than half a mile away from here less than half a mile away from here you will be blown away we are in africa you will for sure you'll see it. Mm. um we are so thankful that the lord brought us to this uh, tour uh, again we're in bloemfontein we are expecting people to come tomorrow evening to our uh, uh gathering and this is a wonderful time uh it's time to bless africa i think it's a new era new beginning new chapter and we're, we see the hand of God working in an amazing way here. Um, Jan, would you like to conclude this with a prayer? And then we will show you how you can follow us on social media. In fact, why don't we do that? Um, if you want to follow Jan on social media, take a look at Jan's um, 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 social media details. You can see Facebook. I'm not. Instagram. I'm not a senior pastor. They've got me as a senior pastor. I'm not a pastor. Oh, she's not a senior pastor. Yeah. I'm well, not, no, we, I, that's I, it's. I, it's a, we put it there to see if you can notice that we did the yeah, made you a mistake. The test, uh, you passed the test. Discernment and observation. Very good. <laughs> no problem. Don't worry. It was an innocent mistake. Thank you. Uh, by the way, I'm not a senior pastor. Also, don't worry. And. Um, we're just two Jews, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, so that's Jan Markell. What about Barry Stagner? Barry is a senior pastor of Calvary Chapel of Dustin in Southern California. Take a look on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Telegram. That's Pastor Barry. And if you want to follow us on uh, social media, you can clearly see uh, our details, of course, on the screen. You can have Facebook. Um, of course, tell Instagram, Telegram, YouTube, and also Twitter. I'm not that on Twitter. I'm not that active. I just kept my username mm -hmm. so nobody else will take it. But that's it, folks. Um, Jan, you're going to finish with a prayer, and then sure. we're going to show you a short video of how to follow me on Telegram. So let's pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that not, none of us have to sit here and look forward to an antichrist because we are the bride of Christ and we're looking forward to Jesus Christ and his return in the clouds and then we return with him seven years later. And, and Father, I just pray if anybody's watching this current hour here and they're not sure where they are spending eternity and they think they might be going through this terrible time of tribulation, uh, that they would do what it says in Romans 10, just call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Uh, do that now because no one has promised it tomorrow and and we we are so late in the game and thank you that we can be watchmen on the wall and warning 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 but most of all thank you that we are blood-bought and we are heaven-bound and that we'll never know who the antichrist is praise the lord thank you lord thank you, thank you. uh we want to also tell you that um we're uh we want to thank uh uh, the family that owns Royal uh, Fisher uh, Hotel. Um, can I have you here for a second? Uh, a small hotel owned by a family, five nice rooms with a safari right attached. Give us your full name so we can. Andre. Andre. Andre is African. He was born in this area, he grew up here. And he is an owner of this hotel, another one. And he, the most important thing, he loves the Lord Jesus. Amen. And all he wants is to serve him. Him and his family are in, heavily into evangelism. 
and into the work of the Lord. So I want to thank you and your whole family for hosting us. Thank you for allowing me to finally see where the shofar is coming from. (laughs) And I want to encourage you, if you ever come to Bloemfontein, this is the right place to be uh, at the Royal Fisher. Thank you again. God bless you all. And uh, this is how you can find us on Telegram. Shalom and good night. Join the Amir Sarfari and Behold Israel channel on Telegram. Here you will receive daily updates and audio messages from Amir. You can also take part in our community and reply with comments. Getting started is easy. Simply download Telegram from the App Store, then visit the Behold Israel Telegram channel in your browser. From there, click Preview Channel, then click Join. That's it. See you on Telegram.